down to business? Join seasoned entrepreneur, community leader, and Army veteran Scott Shalom Klein, who will take you behind the scenes with those who work in America's small business scene and speak with leaders making an impact, creating jobs, and telling their story in entrepreneurship. So let's get down to business. On AM560, The Answer, here's your host, Shalom Klein. And indeed, we're all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts uh, from the show on my website at sykline.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you'll not want to miss. So let's jump right in. Super excited for today's conversation. Thrilled to be joined by entrepreneur Laura DeFranco, who lives by profound principle and purpose. I uh, was reading some quotes in advance of this, uh, in advance of the show, and uh, uh, Laura said, to wake the world up to what's possible for healing one brave word at a time. Uh, and I'm excited to have this entire conversation about uh, Laura's background, as well as her new venture, Brave Kids, short stories to inspire our future world changes. I could think of nothing more important to talk about. Laura DeFranco, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this conversation as well. Absolutely. I know you've created a publishing world with more than a thousand fellow healer authors, but uh, prior to that, you've been a lifelong athlete, I hear. Um, you've completed marathons, you're a black belt, all sorts of amazing things. So let's get to know the person behind the microphone. Laura, what led you into this crazy world of publishing and th- these amazing networks that you've built? <laughs> Well, you know, I've been writing since I was a teenager. I just never realized it was going to turn into being a publisher later in life. But I love healing. I loved everything about what helps the body peak perform. So that desire and purpose started that early in high school. Um, played collegiate soccer for a couple of years, just loved learning about how to use my body in the best peak performing ways. And I knew I wanted to help other people do that too, and or help them feel better if they had an injury or whatever. So I got into physical therapy. That was the beginning of the story. That's incredible. That's that's amazing. And what an interesting journey you've been on. And now, uh, not only are you doing things yourself, but as uh, I always am, am fond of saying, you're working at the strategic level where you really are empowering others and having a impact far greater than you can ever measure. So my understanding is that a lot of this journey started, I believe it was March 20th, 2020. Um, if I recall correctly on the calendar, that was shortly after uh, the country essentially locked down and you started building some collaboration. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I actually woke up. I was dreaming this dream of doing this book collaboration. It's it's not like I hadn't had the idea before. I had been in probably four of these before that and published my own books, but the world had just lost its hands on healers. And I wrote a little note in a class I was teaching on Facebook. I said, you guys, let's do this. Let's write the ultimate guide to self-healing and teach everyone how to do these things at home right now. And then 48 hours after I wrote that note, 24 people said, yeah, I'll write a chapter, help you do that. 
And five weeks after that, we had a number one Amazon bestseller. So I've literally been running around following the divine orders from the universe ever since. <laughs> That's amazing. So now you are the CEO of the Maryland-based and global reaching book pu publishing company, Brave Healer Productions. Um, let's talk about that name, Brave Healer Productions. What is it that you do and, and, and what does that Brave Healer represent? <laughs> I get that question about why did you put Brave in front of Healer? And I think it's because we chose this journey and that means that healers are the people who are trailblazing, doing their own work before they try to teach someone else how to do it. And it takes a warrior, in my opinion. It takes somebody showing up in the awareness practice every day, watching their mind, watching their thoughts. Everything matters, right? And these people do that every single day. So the productions part is because we publish and we do a lot of other things. We have events. We have support because probably, you know, you know, book launch is just the beginning, and authors need a ton of support after they get brave and put that book into the world. And it's kind of like, well, now what do we do? So Brave Healer Productions provides that support. That's incredible work and congratulations on all of the success that you've had up until this day. But of course, uh, like a true entrepreneur, you're not satisfied with uh, with what you've accomplished already, the networks that you've built. Again, having, uh, as we mentioned earlier in the intro, a publishing world with more than a thousand fellow healer authors. You're on to your next project, which I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about. Brave Kids, Short Stories to Inspire Our Future World Changers. Um, I believe your second collaborative book is going to be published in 2024. So let's talk about Brave Kids and why you decided to keep this entrepreneurial journey um, and continue to uh, make such an impact. Yeah, the serial entrepreneur, right? Brave Kids Books, that's the arm of Brave Healer Productions for our children's book publishing and the book title that you mentioned. Man, this collaboration, it, this turns me on so much. Helping people get to their young people, their kids. This is for parents and teachers and mentors who want to read stories written by holistic experts on topics that are really important, awareness and intuition and being brave. And that whole book is full of authors who have that same mission. So it is a powerful collaboration. I cannot wait to do the next one. That's that's huge. So let's take a look behind the scenes. I don't want to give you. I, want, I don't want to give away all the secrets, but some of these short stories. Um, who are some of the folks that that have been profiled, and uh, and and some of the stories that have been told? And and if you can tell us a little bit about the impact that you're hearing from from those that have been uh, privileged to uh, to read your important work. Well, I, I'll have to shout out Kelly Kashula because she is the lead author and she's also a brilliant illustrator and storyteller. She's our director of Brave Kids Books and she is writing a story about fear in this book and really about, you know, laying in your bed at night and being afraid of the dark and how not to be afraid of the dark. But we've got stories from our expert healers about grief about loss, about being bullied. And, you know, kids are facing so many things and not to mention the things of the last few years and the changes they've had to go through. Um, change is another really important subject, how to navigate the feelings as you go through life. 
So I would try to shout out all 24 people right now, but I know we don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And my understanding is that right now um, you are on a quest to grow your substantial network and publishing world from what I think is a, a quite impressive number. Um, but again, the serial entrepreneur, you are looking to, as I understand it, attract more folks um, authors to participate in, uh, again, this uh, the second uh, collaborative uh, book. Again, it's called Brave Kids, Short Stories to Inspire Our Future World Changers. What, what's your call to action, Laura? Yeah, the volume two book is going to be our next expert collaboration. And if you want to be part of a community building book, a business building book, where we're not just sharing these amazing, powerful, purposeful stories out with the world, but we're also supporting you as an author and helping you network in your communities so that you can get your messages out into the world. Your legacy is our legacy. It's a big energy and big purpose. So please, you know, connect with us and we'll chat about the opportunity. Oh, it's a perfect segue. Let's, uh, as we come to a conclusion in our conversation, I want to make sure folks know how they can connect with you, where they can find uh, your prior uh, works in publishing, and how they can get involved in your amazing Brave Healer Networks. How can they get in touch? Thank you. Come on over to bravehealer.com or bravekidsbooks.com, and you'll find our contact form and reach out. We can't wait. That's great. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fond of asking this question as we have this conversation now as we're actually getting closer towards the end of the year than we are in the beginning of the year. What's, uh, what's some of the goals that you have uh, that's, that's sort of motivating you to wrap up uh, 2023 with a bang? Oh, wow. I'm getting people together again for some hugs, <laughs> getting people together again for, for a retreat, to, to bond in person, to go through some of the work together and write, heal, and publish together. That's going to start our 2024. Every single project is going to have a little bit of a theme like that. Well, that's, that's huge. Um, so one more time, I want to make sure everybody knows really clearly how they can get in touch, get in contact, and get involved. Can you share your website one more time? Yeah, please. Bravehealer.com or bravekidsbooks.com. Fantastic. And I know, uh, Laura DeFranco, you are all over on social media as well, uh, posting inspirational thoughts, comments. And so I encourage our listeners to get in touch. We'll post in the show notes as well to make it super duper easy. Laura DeFranco, thank you so much for joining us and inspiring us here in Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we're going to squeeze in a very quick break. But coming up, we've got a lot more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You could always get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship on my website, sykline.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. And be sure to get on your favorite podcast app to search for Get Down to Business. But please make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share. That way you won't miss a single episode. Quick break. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And I've got a real treat in store for you. I mean, how would you like to unlock your company's potential by integrating remote workers to elevate your organization? Privileged to have an amazing friend, an amazing colleague who I've worked with in many capacities over the past uh, decade or so. And that's Manash Zadik, who is a seasoned business professional with 25 years of diverse experience in general business operations and actually real estate. And he co-founded Durly Works after an impactful tenure 
uh, in a, a large real estate platform uh, based in, throughout the Midwest and Florida. So he certainly has a front row seat to the challenges that businesses face. Um, you know, thank you so much for joining us. Excited to have you on. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Shalom. Absolutely. You started your career at Accenture, um, where you consulted uh, some of the world's leading companies on IT and change management issues. Um, and then, as we said, you've been involved in that world of entrepreneurship. So let's talk about the story behind Doerly Works. How did you discover what you know the, the need that exists? Sure. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to take us back about five years ago. I was uh, COO of a fairly decent size real estate platform that had a total of six or seven different companies in that space. And each company had its own management structure, operations, uh, and, and et cetera. So as a CEO of the, the parent ship, I was trying to figure out a way to reduce costs across the board in a way that's not going to hurt operation. And at the same time, give us some flexibility as we were sailing into some rough waters. We knew that this uh, up market isn't going to last forever and some flexibility in your fixed cost structure is going to be beneficial. So I started looking at different solutions uh, and quickly kind of settled on virtual assistants because for most companies, the biggest two lines of expenses are rent and payroll. Uh, there's not much I can do about rent in, in real estate. I cannot move a building to uh, a cheaper location, but I can certainly find ways to to do that with payroll. Um, and and that's that was kind of the beginning of the journey. Uh, we did quite a lot of research on where to find these people, uh, what type of jobs, how to set it up properly so they don't fall off after two or three weeks, like uh, seems to be the case for a lot of companies. And uh, we took our first person in about uh, three and a half, four years ago. And about a year later, I think the company had already 50 of them. And so if you think about the average savings of a virtual assistant versus a U.S. Em em employee is about 65 to 70%, you can imagine what it did to the overall payroll of each individual company in our enterprise and obviously the mothership as well. Absolutely. That's that's huge. And you know, I love the the name of the business. Again, we're we're chatting with the founder of Doerly Works, and you have doers because that's exactly what companies are looking for. You know, Manash, it's one one thing that I think a lot about is you know how every business is unique. Um, and you know, there's honestly like a fingerprint, there's no one size fits all over here. Um, so let's talk about the behind the scenes piece of, of what your doers do and, and, and where you source them again, how you can take, let's, let's just go with a law firm, for example, a law firm that's looking, um, to, uh, you know, has a need. Let's, let's take them behind the scenes through that process and, and what you and your team are able to accomplish for them. And, and frankly, as you said a moment ago, so spot on, save them money. Uh, sure. In fact, we actually uh, just got an assignment yesterday to find someone for a law firm. We enter the process uh, as if we are the HR department of that company here in the U.S. So we go through the process of creating a job description. We try to be as specific as we can about the tasks, about the role, any requirement that uh, the person needs to have in terms of skill set, education, background, experience. 
And then we go and try and find that specific individual. That is, I don't have a farm of, you know, a thousand people somewhere and I just stick them where a client needs, but rather it's more of a rifle or a sharpshooter approach where we try to find the best person for that specific role. Um, once we have all the information, we start our search. Uh, every single one of our doers comes from the Philippines and we can get a little bit uh, into cultural fit and level of education. But uh, on our end, we seem to find the best talent there. Um, the process then is once we go through the first round of interviews and, and for a lot of tasks, we actually have tests to give these folks. Uh, we start putting them in front of the client uh, and that's going to be a normal job interview. Obviously, everything is done over video. And once a client is comfortable with the person that they see and say, we want to hire them, we take care of all the paperwork. So the client in the, in the U.S. is hiring us as a consulting firm, basically. And then we interact with the doer um, in, in the Philippines. What it gives the U.S. employers two things. One, there is no HR issue with this person anymore. So uh, if for any reason, whether it's job performance or because business is down and you need to cut staff, you want to uh, stop using that services, it's a 30-day notice and you're done. It's, it's easy. And at the same time, you can scale up your business fairly quickly without having to go through the process of uh, hiring in the U.S., which, as we know, can take sometimes two or three months to find the right candidate. No question about it. Uh, we're chatting about the power of doers, um, why companies should choose Doerly Works for, uh, again, the meticulously selected uh, remote uh, support um, for a wide range of businesses. And I know we just used the example of a law firm, but I know that there's many other examples. Uh, I, have to, I have to ask you know, a question that I know our listeners will be wondering on. I mean, ultimately, when you are sourcing from the Philippines, um, what what's the level of, of English? Are they working on their hours or are they actually working to support the, the, the business? I mean, can they, are they working U.S. hours? Talk about the, the language, the hours and customer service side of thing as well. Yeah, that's a great, great question. Um, we have taken the philosophy that for the U.S. employer, that doer needs to be uh, just like any other employee or any other contractor that they're engaging with in the U.S. That means the I'm not expecting the U.S. employer to know what day it is in the Philippines, what time it is in the Philippines, or whether it's a holiday in the Philippines. We take care of all that. So all of our doers are going to work nine to five or eight to four or 10 to six or whatever their employer in the U.S. needs them to work unless the employer themselves give them permission to, you know, just get work done and, and give them a deadline and time and a place. So it really depends on the employer. We have people that the doers are on a screen just like any other member of the team, eight hours a day, and then everyone shuts systems off and go home. And other clients have a bit more project-type work for their doers. And so they'll give them something and say, please get it back to me in four days. And you don't need to necessarily talk to me every day until then. So it's really client-driven. Uh, and we, on the back end, then continuously check. We provide weekly reports to our clients about how the doers are doing. 
anytime we anytime we integrate new technology, it is delivered to the doers on the back end. So, for example, things like uh, how to work with AI tools. We are training our doers on the back end, and so the client is benefiting from that training without having to worry about it. Perfect. And we only have time for for uh, just about one more minute. And sure. I'm I'm curious, you know, as we talk, you know, legal, what are some of the other what are some of the other uh, areas of support that you're hearing from um, from your clients and that you've been able to source uh, doers in? Any yeah, anything so, you want to shout out on? Yeah, I mean, like rapid fire. Uh, in accounting, accounts payable and receivable, bookkeeping, payroll processing, financial reporting, on social media, we've done content creation, scheduling and posting, uh, responding to comments and messages, and obviously performance analysis. Uh, we have doers that are more in EA roles, so appointment scheduling, meeting, travel. Uh, we have HR doers, we have data entry folks, project management, research, uh, Almost anything you can think of that doesn't involve them getting up and delivering something physically, uh, we can solve. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, again, Dearly Works, uh, incredible, incredible services helping companies save money and uh, and accomplish more. Focus on what they do best and allowing others to uh, step in, which it sounds like it's a broad range of areas. So uh, I know our listeners are, are curious and I want to make sure our listeners know where they can get in touch with you and your talented team. Uh, how can they do that? Sure. You can uh, find us at doerlyworks.com. That's D-O-E-R-L-Y-W-O-R-K-S.com. Or you can email m at doerlyworks.com. That's me. Absolutely. Doerlyworks.com. We'll link in our show notes as well. m at doerlyworks.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Quick break here on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Back on the show, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship, and it's my favorite time of the week. It's the time when I get to bring in our guru of everything health insurance, and that is Tom Mirabali, who truly is the guru, truly is the expert on everything, um, helping uh, our listeners find better, cheaper healthcare plans that meets your needs. Um, And Tom, I'll say this right up front, can be reached at 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477. Or of course, there's website healthplanchicago.com. But Guru, Tom Mirabali, welcome back to the program. Hey, how are you guys doing? I hope everybody's good. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's it's great to uh, great to have you on. Uh, hopefully, you are staying uh, safe and well. Um, I know you're certainly doing that for all of our listeners, which we certainly appreciate. So, Tom, you know, one thing I was just thinking about as we were getting ready for the show that I don't ask you enough is, how did you get into this insurance business? Well, I uh, was in the concrete business for thirty uh, for thirty plus years, and uh, the the company closed, and um, I was handling all of the uh, administrative stuff for 10, 12 years prior to the close. And uh, that included workman's compensation, uh, uh, general liability, union contracts, etc. So when I got out of that, a friend of mine told me, you ought to get get into the insurance business. So I did. <laughs> and it, that, that was 27 years ago. Oh my goodness! And uh, again, now you are the guru. Now you are certainly involved in helping so many folks 
Um, I know your hotline, the Tom Mirabali Health Insurance Hotline, rings um, almost 24 hours a day, and you've been able to help a lot of folks, and you certainly have a lot of experience. But a lot of things have changed over time, and we talk about it frequently on the program. Um, you know, the Affordable Care Act, um, you know, certainly changed things. Um, and uh, we were just talking offline that you are currently, I think, right, literally right now, dealing with some things relating to ACA, relating to uh, United Healthcare. But you constantly search around. There's not a one size fits all. Is that right? Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, a, an ever changing landscape, actually. So, uh, but I cannot believe how out of tune the ACA is. I mean, for people at sixty years old, uh, it's it's financially upsetting. Um, you basically um, for a for an ACA gold plan uh, that's number two oh four on the exchange, a male, 60 years old, is $1,443, actually a little bit more than that. And his wife is 63, and it's $1,600 a month for each of them. And that's over $3,000 for the two of them combined. And they both have a $6,000 deductible with a $9,300 max out of pocket before the ACA starts covering anything at 100%. That's insane. Yeah, and you, so you are able, Tom, to uh, to help folks, you know, shop around. And uh, again, you know, there's times that going to the ACA is is the right choice. But uh, again, you you shop around. One thing that we f- talk about frequently when we have you on, when we're privileged to have you on the program, is uh, you know how you ensure that folks are getting the, all the coverage that they need and none of the coverage that they don't need. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well. Um... If I, if I put people on my PPO short-term plan um, through Golden Rule United Healthcare, that 60-year-old male and 63-year-old female, non-smokers, um, that I was telling you about, have a $5,000 max out of pocket, and their cost is only $810 a month versus $3,014 a month for the ACA. And their total out-of-pocket cost for the ACA is 9300 per person. And the total out-of-pocket cost for the short term is 5000 because it's 100% coverage. Now, the ACA is only good um, for people with pre-existing conditions. But we had that prior to the Affordable Care Act. Because we had the ICHIP plan, the Comprehensive Health Insurance Plan, which is a, was a federally funded program. So in my mind, Obama took the ICHIP plan, federally funded program, and um, came up with um, you know plans either through Blue Cross Blue Shield or United Healthcare. They he combined them and actually made a disaster out of them. But again, it's for people with pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Tom, we're coming to a close in our conversation, uh, and I always want to make sure we make it as easy as possible for people to get in touch with you. Um, as I always call you, the uh, the guru, the Tom Mirabali Health Insurance Hotline. Um, you don't take calls 24 hours a day, but something pretty darn close to it. You return messages at rapid, uh, rapid speed. But Tom, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Well, they can call me anytime at 
630-863-3477. Again, that's 630-863-3477. Or they can shoot me an email at T-M-I-R-O-B-A-L-L-I at yahoo.com. T-Mirabali at yahoo.com. Um, and I will get right back to them. Fantastic. Again, that phone number is 630-863-3477, tmirabali at yahoo.com. Uh, very easy to get in touch. And uh, Tom, I can guarantee you will search around uh, as uh, as much as possible to find that plan for you. Just mentioned uh, when you reached out to Tom, you heard uh, his interview on Get Down to Business. Tom, as always, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey, back on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So it's funny, I have some friends that, you know, I always joke around with and I always say happy birthday and that, you know, their birthday is the birthday month. Um, but for our next guest, uh, Christine McCarran, um, recently, and I, I, this isn't a secret, so I'm just going to say it, turned 60 on July 23rd, and you are having a happy birthday kind of year. And we're going to talk all about why that matters and why we have you on the program. Uh, Chris McCarran, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for joining us and happy birthday. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So you are Massachusetts-based, a true serial entrepreneur, um, and like any serial entrepreneur, not happy and not satisfied with just the status quo, always working on what's next. Is that an accurate assessment? Is it ever? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. We're going to dive in some of your entrepreneurial ventures and some of the interesting things you have going on in your very interesting life, as we said a moment ago. But um, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and why you got into entrepreneurship to start? I think I should have always been in entrepreneurship. I was a very bad employee. <laughs> But and, and you know I had a very small small town upbringing, so I didn't know it was a thing. But once I found out it was a thing, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I have to do. So I just have created one business after another, and actually, it's no longer serial. It's sort of concurrent now with a few different hats in the in the juggling match at the moment. <laughs> amazing, amazing. My understanding is that your first um, your first entrepreneurial venture, your first uh, company, was actually uh, from what I understand, belly dancing supplies. Yeah. It was an import company, and that ended up being the one product that everybody wanted, which I didn't even I didn't even belly dance. I didn't know anything about it. It just complete accident. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's wild. Okay, so Chris McCarran, we're talking to uh, this amazing, amazing entrepreneur uh, recently turned sixty. And and Chris, uh, for our listeners, uh, obviously we'll send everybody over to your website. But why 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 is this sort of a time for time for what's next? Why is this why is this sixty year birthday? Why is this such a big deal for you? Well, because I was a complete loser at fifty. I <laughs> I don't think so. Totally. I mean, 50 snuck up on me. I was living like a college kid with, you know, five other people in this four bedroom house and not in any way, shape or form living up to my potential. And I had this like, oh my God, how did I get to be 50 already? Right. And, and had a real meltdown. Quick story, I went to my aunt's hundredth birthday party, like a couple of weeks later. And I was like, oh man, I, there's still time for me. So I've spent the last 10 years really on the kind of treadmill, like not treadmill, but the kind of running, jogging, trying to catch up with myself or where I should have been. And now that I'm 60, I'm like, okay, yeah, now we've got 10 years of success. I can celebrate and be really excited. And that's that's the whole celebration around this year. 
That's wild. So um, we're going to take uh, our listeners behind the scenes over here. You've created a bucket list that you are very public uh, about and um, that you are aiming for uh, as you uh, as you uh, continue to celebrate your uh, your birthday. Um, so, uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about some of those some of those goals. Call it personal and professional goals. Yes, most of them are personal, actually. <laughs> but I I love to travel, so I want to have. I want to have traveled. It doesn't have to be this year, but I want to have traveled to every country in the world. And so this year I want to go to some places I've never been before, right? You go to a place you love it, you go back. Like, I can't do that anymore. Now I have to start going to different places. And I want to learn lots of things that I've been dabbling in, but I really want to become good at like dancing and playing an instrument and even singing, which, you know, to hear my gravel might not think would be really good, but I think it's going to be fun. So hey, it doesn't mean you need to be good at it. You can you you can have fun and and sing nonetheless. Um, that, that's awesome. Visiting every country in the world. I mean, as as a fellow uh, travel uh, avid traveler, I, I I can relate to that. Um, I know you do have some some professional goals, um, but one of them which stuck out at me is writing another book. So it sounds to me from, from uh, understanding a little bit about um, our guest over here, Chris McCarran, um, who is a motivational speaker. In addition to running several companies, it sounds like you enjoy inspiring folks. I want to stick on that theme for our next few minutes on the program. Um, Chris, what is it that you enjoy sharing with folks? And what are, I guess, some of the some of the lessons that you've learned over your 60 years in life that you think are relevant to fellow entrepreneurs and professionals? They're, the people who I'm talking to right now are people who, mostly women, who didn't who did what I did. Like they, their life sort of took another turn. They, maybe they raised the family, whatever. And now they're like, okay, everybody's raised, everything's done now, you know, too bad. It's too late for me now to have a life. Right. You think, we think that in our fifties and even forties, I've heard people say that it's too old to do X, Y, Z. And I just want to let everyone know it is not too late. Right. There's a hundred percent, there's time for you to tap back into that love and that passion that you had as a young person, something that is going to excite you and jump, make you jump out of bed in the morning. So yeah, that's huge. It's, it's, yeah, the big message, it's not too late. <laughs> that, that's huge. Um, Chris, I want to, I want to, uh, dive a little bit deeper into that of, you know, over the course of your six years and again, starting, um, your, uh, belly dancing, uh, uh, supply import business at the age of around 30, you must've had a lot of success and maybe I'll spend a few more minutes talking about that, but also some, some challenges along the way in 30 seconds or less. Is there any lessons that you've learned that you would want to caution and, and sort of help fellow entrepreneurs that might be tuning in? Um, so they, so they know. hundred percent. I think as entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to not listen to other people. <laughs> not like I wanted to do everything myself and I thought I could do everything myself. I had no idea all the millions of things I didn't know. So I would say, get some coaching, get some training, find a mentor. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's valuable advice. And that's a theme that we hear from so many of our guests on Get Down to Business. Speaking of which, you could always uh, check out the archive of all of our 10 plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship on my website, sykline.com. Get on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Get Down to Business, Apple, Spotify, Google. It's all there. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We're going to continue our conversation with Chris McCarran after this quick break. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey. 
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and I'm rejoined by inspiring motivational speaker, author, and birthday girl, Chris McCarran. Uh, as we've been talking about before the break, Chris celebrated her uh, 60th uh, birthday on July 23rd, and it's representing the start of the greatest year of her life. We've been talking about some of those goals, um, but also just before the break, talking about some of those, um, some of the lessons learned along the way. So, uh, Chris, I, we talked about some of your uh, business ventures, but you also have launched Beehive. There's actually, as I understand it, a couple of different uh, ventures in that Beehive name and brand. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Sure. The biggest one is the Beehive co-working community. I purchased a commercial space and have turned it into a co-working space. And that has been a lot of fun with branding and marketing and right, just really taking something from the complete nothingness. And uh, that's been great. And so when I moved my real estate business, I named it Beehive Brokerage just for branding and to make things easier for people. But that's not a new thing. That's I Before I worked for Remax and now I'm working for myself, but real estate has always been part of my, part of my hat. So Chris, over the course of your, call it 30 uh, years in the world of entrepreneurship, you've seen ups and downs. These past few years have been a wild, wild journey for some folks quite amazingly productive and successful because it's allowed that focus to get ventures off the ground. They were at home, uh, maybe chose, uh, you know, sort of did a, uh, had a little bit of a midlife crisis thanks to the pandemic and determining, hey, I really don't like being an employee. And they started their ventures. And for some, of course, many, many challenges. So, Chris, what what do you see? I mean, where, where do you think we're going? What's the state of the world of entrepreneurship, if you will? I think it's a fantastic time to be an entrepreneur. There are just so many more resources. It's so much easier, right? Before, you, we, you were somewhat limited a lot of times for clients who were right at your doorstep, and now you've got really the whole world to work with. It just seems like it's so much easier to be an entrepreneur and maybe it's even a little more difficult to be an employee, right? When people are, companies are downsizing or right-sizing or whatever. And they're, yeah, it's just, there's so much opportunity to collaborate now. I feel more than there ever was. Amazing, amazing. So as you continue to uh, speak to companies and professionals around the world, certainly as you continue to travel uh, with that goal, maybe not all this year, but hitting every country uh, around the globe um, uh, soon, uh, what are uh, what's what's that big message that you want people to uh, to to have and to know? Reconnecting with community is just so important. And I believe in-person community is is at least as important, right? I just, part of the reason for the Beehive co-working community is that I want it to be like a community center, a place where people come and hang out and meet people. And I mean, there's all kinds of bad stuff coming out of just sitting home, even on Zoom. You know, you need to be with people. You need to hug people and see people yeah. and shake hands and yeah, just reconnect with somebody. Go out and hug a stranger today. That's my advice. One hundred percent. Again, I'm chatting with Chris McCarran, um, who uh, recently said that the first sixty years of her life that was just practice. Um, Chris, one of your goals was that uh, travel. How many countries have you been to so far? Oh gosh, I should have counted. 
I guess probably about 20, maybe. Oh, you've got a long way to go. I'm at something like 70. So you've got, you've got some work ahead of you. Um, Chris, it's going to be a busy, uh, it's going to be a busy, it's going to be an amazing year. Um, congratulations again. Happy birthday again to you. Congratulations on all your success. Thanks for sharing your advice, expertise. How can we get in touch with you and learn more about you and your amazing, amazing projects? Thanks for asking. And thanks for the good wishes on my traveling. The easiest way is just my website, chrismccarron.com. It's a little bit of work, but you can, you know, if you, if you, explore there you should be able to find all my different hats and iterations <laughs> fantastic we'll link in the show notes chrismccarron.com chris thanks so much for joining us really really enjoyed our conversation can't wait to follow your travels and follow your journeys um before your 61st birthday that's a wrap for us here on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship get on my website sycline.com uh check us out on your favorite podcast app but uh again can't wait to see you next week to success let's get down to business have a great week